the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I never watched the show Shameless on Showtime because I gave it a try and I realized that it was appropriately named. People who live like that have no shame. Kevin McCarthy could be an extra on Shameless. He could actually be a character. He is shameless. This is a disgrace. Not because the Republicans can't come together, but because there are enough good elected people left to throw a wrench in the corrupt corporatism that Kevin McCarthy represents. As I think about everything that I get ready for the show and what we're going to take on, the abuses of your liberty and your freedom, does this country even represent itself, even resemble the, the principles or how it used to be? Have we become so used to fascism, so used to political whores and pimps and open and notorious bribery that a scoundrel like Kevin McCarthy would even be considered, let alone nominated 10 times, which goes to show you just how systemic the corruption is in this country. And it is the only thing that is systemic in this country, political corruption. And it is on full display. And we are winning, regardless of all of the pressure you hear, all of the Republicrat talking heads who you followed for years, who you thought were on the side of Americanism, of freedom, of principles. They are exposing themselves as frauds as they beg, intimidate, and badger people to coalesce behind this fraud, Kevin McCarthy. Now, a story came out from Dr. John Campbell today. I sent it to the lovely Honey Bunny to cut for the show. It lasted for 40 minutes, and it was taken down by YouTube. Now, it wasn't the people at YouTube that took it down, and that is the one thing we've all learned. It's the bureaucracies in our government that leverage their intimidation on Silicon Valley to strip and censor because in America in 2023 that's normal and Kevin McCarthy sat on his fat pasty ass while it happened and he supported the government supremacist because he is a government supremacist I have a clip from a year ago I want you to hear Welcome back to Squawk Box. Breaking news this morning with CDC and the FDA calling for a pause in the use of the J&J COVID vaccine after uh, rare blood clotting issues in a uh, small number of people that uh, received the vaccine. Joining us now, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. And uh, I know you're... Now, before I let this swindler, this 
gypsy spin the reality. That is the moment every elected representative should have stood up for his constituents. If you weren't smart enough to see the scandal before the vaccine was released, you knew that this was happening. And by the way, these Congress birthing people and other scoundrels, they have information we do not have. Rather than open it and expose it to the truth, they decided to hide it from you. And I'm doing this for my friends, my family, my dear friend the other day, yesterday, in my car, said to me, I am so disgusted that I was swindled into getting the vaccine. And he should have never been, and none of us should. The representatives in our government should have protected us from this lie. Instead, this was the plan of Kevin Pasty Fat-Ass McCarthy. Allude to CNBC when you're not, uh, when you're not basically doing nothing in Congress. No, I'm kidding. Uh, that's not, it's not really just you that, that we're talking about. There, but when you're not, not doing your normal job, you are watching, uh, leader. Um, what did you make of this, that news? And it's very early. And how does it change the dynamic of, I've been talking about, uh, of the, the infrastructure bill and whether we do this immediately and pay for it? Well, let's first talk about what you've been talking about all morning, been listening. I have a lot of respect for Dr. Gottlieb. And I think when you put it in perspective, the FDA did the appropriate uh, measure. Let's make sure to tell all the medical community across America, if somebody's coming into you and they have a clot, let's make sure we're looking, did they get um, a J&J shot within the last two weeks? But we also should look in perspective that you're talking about those stocks that are with travel and others. There will still be 20 million Americans this week who get vaccinated um, with a Pfizer or Moderna. We are at that point that I believe America is going to be willing and at that position to be able this summer to be traveling again. Um, you're going to see it more and more. And this is what the, the America has been able to do with Operation Warp Speed to have more than one vaccine to have more than two vaccines. And that's why we're in a different position than other countries in going forward. Yeah. But it is appropriate, and we do need to have more information on the Johnson & Johnson and know what's going on with those. But we have two others that have been yeah. used more. But keep doing it. Don't stop and question anything. Don't release the fascism in government that is costing people jobs, that is costing them their livelihoods, that is forcing an experiment into their arm. And in the meantime, this is from yesterday. A doctor, not in this country, because if there is one in this country, they are censored by their government, by political whores like Kevin McCarthy, who advocated for censorship, who advocated for force, the whole time telling you, I don't like mandates, but we just have to sell it to the American people. Isn't that right, Kevin McCarthy? I, I appreciate your view about no vaccine mandates in the political realm. My question is, there are a lot of business leaders that are trying to mandate uh, vaccines, want to, and frankly, actually want the air cover of the political class to do it because they're worried that if they don't have the White House and they don't have Washington behind them, it's going to be harder. Can you speak to that? Yes. Yeah, so I don't. Today. You had about 90 million Americans about a month ago who were not vaccinated. 40 million of them actually had COVID. So you're dealing with about 50 million. If you were one of those individuals that had not been vaccinated yet, you had questions, you had doubt. 
I don't believe in a punishment method to get somebody to do it because they'll create more doubt. If you remove information from the Internet where they can't have all the information, if you say you're vaccinated and you still have to wear a mask, even though the science doesn't say it behind it, that is no incentive to get vaccinated. So I would take a much different approach. I would start reaching out. I'm a believer in this. I would show them all the information. Let's get them to that point. We are in an economy that... When you walk- but he didn't show the information. He had the information and he didn't show it. And now this is from that was a year and a half ago. This is from yesterday. Well, a warm welcome to today's talk, Wednesday, the 4th of January. Now, I'm going to be looking at a very important study today from Cleveland, Ohio. And this shows that amongst 50,000 employees, the more COVID vaccines they had, the more infections that they got. Wow. That doesn't seem to be working. It seems to be failing. And then there was this from six months ago. Well, welcome to this talk. It's Tuesday, the 25th of October. Now, I want to look at a few things today. The main one probably is going to be the uh, excess deaths in young people in the United States. Where was Congress? I'm getting this from Europe. Europe and Europeans are suing big Pfizer, big Pharma who have bribed every political whore in that chamber as we speak. And in the meantime, where was Kevin McCarthy? He was figuring out how to sell it to you. Into a restaurant, they don't have enough workers. If you're trying to move transportation, they don't have enough. Inflation is driving because the salaries are going up because you don't have people to work. And then you're going to come in and mandate. So you're going to have companies where we're having hospitals shut down today, but you can't have a child in a certain hospital because people aren't there to work. You're having healthcare workers who will not be vaccinated, and so then they're not but working. Le- you're, you're creating a fundamentally bigger problem and a greater fear in the vaccine instead of bringing the information to get more people vaccinated couple things. Uh, yeah. Just one point of fact. Um, in certain circumstances, even if you're vaccinated, wearing a mask is actually the right thing to do, especially around un, uh, unvaccinated people, if in fact you will then the, be the, encountering people who are not vaccinated. So, yeah, just, then why don't you say it that way? Why don't you say if you have somebody elderly, if you have somebody that, that's more, then you should wear a mask. But what happens is when you mandate that if you're vaccinated, so a person who is unvaccinated, that's, that's our target market. That's who we want to get vaccinated. Really? Why didn't you stand up for one principle, one fact? Everybody knew this. There are tens of millions that knew it. There are tens of millions that frauded that they had the vaccine not to lose their job, but they knew this was a lie. And here we are being vindicated again by fact and reality. The more vaccines they had, the more infections they got. And I strongly suspect that the FDA and the CDC and the UK Health Security Agency and the Europeans Medicines Agency and the MHRNA or all these people around the world are going to be uh, scrabbling around to try and reproduce these very important results. And that's why this clip has been censored in America. Land of the free, home of the brave, huh? Censored. You want to blame Google? You can. That's what the power that be wants you to do. The reason this was censored is the government is censoring the information. And the so-called representatives are in on the scam. And that is why Kevin McCarthy will lose again. And even if he bribes his way to speakership, it will be no different than Nancy let him hang Pelosi. The only difference is McCarthy doesn't have nearly the net worth. We need somebody who has been fighting 
against this abuse the entire time. Three fundamental things we have to get done in the 118th Congress. We, we have a border that is no longer a border. We have a military that can't meet its recruitment goals. We have bad energy policy, bad education policy, record spending, record inflation, record debt, and a government that has been weaponized against we the people, against the very people we represent. Second, we can never, ever let a bill like the one that passed 12 days ago, $1.7 trillion spent, we can never, ever let that kind of legislation pass again. And then finally, third, and this is important, this idea that bureaucrats who never put their name on a ballot but think they run the country, who have assaulted our constituents' First Amendment liberties, they need to be held accountable. We had better come together and fight for these key things, these three things. That's, that's what the people want us to do. Kevin McCarthy is in half the man of Jim Jordan. He is in half the man, half the American of the Congress woman from Colorado who was berated last night, intimidated and extorted to support a political whore that supported the government instead of freedom. 312-642-5600. You gotta go down. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, so I'm going to go with uh, Jim Jordan, Byron Donalds. I can go with Matt Gates. What do you say, Matt Gates? Gates. Donald John Trump. Trump. That's a wrench. Thanks, huh? That'll, that'll silence the crowd. Turns out you don't even have to be a congressman to be speaker. Boy, wouldn't that be nice if maybe they vindicated somebody who deserved it, who won their election, had it stolen? And if you don't like Trump, that's okay. I don't, I don't like that he did a lot of things with warp speed and whatnot. I'll go Kerry Lake. Ooh, that would certainly upset a few people. Cara, Florida. Yes, so, Sean, I think it's great. We are so sick, we the people, of being told what is happening in Washington, D.C. I'm so proud of Matt Gates and that I live in Florida now from Chicago that there's a man with, I hope I can say, balls, beach balls, if you will, to stand right. up and say, no, we're not doing As long as you say it with a fire. Z, Kara. As long as it has a Z at the end, it's all right. I want to ask you a question now. Are you my Kara? Are you my Ukrainian I car? am. I am. And when are we getting together, by the way? Because we got. Well, I don't remember writing the contract on the house you bought down here. I'm a little chipped. I got tuition payments. In the meantime, congratulations. I use a realtor. I don't use realtors. But everybody else should. And they should use you. <laughs> oh, boy, the Ukrainian mafia. All right. Thank you, Kara. Welcome to Florida. Thank you, Sean. I'll be looking for you. See you in Ukraine soon. Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. Hey, how you doing today, Sean? Good, Lloyd. How are you? All right. Hey, I got two questions. You know, I watched Parliament on TV, on the news and stuff. They're standing in each other's faces, screaming and yelling. Basically, a few Korean each other. They slap each other every once in a while. I like that one. Well, and then you got Biden. You got a lot of Republicans saying this is embarrassing, basically throwing their own country under the bus. Why don't you guys wake up? Back during Obamacare, the Republicans, or the, I'm sorry, the Democrats used to say, this is what making sausage looks like when they were trying to pass it. How easily they forget. Lloyd, I've had the pleasure of knowing a couple congressmen. Out of the ones that I know, there's one that isn't a scumbag. The vast majority of them spend their time raising money. 
the vast majority of them spend their, spend their time insider trading, front-running policies, and becoming very rich and selling out their constituents. This is the game. That's why a scumbag like Matt Gates rose to the top in about two years. Does that raise any eyebrows? He's elected in 06. He's a whip in 08. How? How'd that happen, Lloyd? Hey, Sean. Because he's as Sean? crooked as Grand Avenue. Sean. Yeah. Do people realize that Hakeem Jeffries is Nancy Pelosi's replacement and the Dems are all voting for him? Yeah. They'll do what they're told. They're a step-and-fetch mafia. They don't think for themselves, and they certainly don't represent the people who live in the squalor ghettos they represent. That's why they're why all Why would Trump same. support them? Why would Trump support this guy? And that's why I am not advocating that Trump should be the nominee. If he's the nominee, I will support his foreign policy. I will support his domestic energy policy. But let's not forget who came up with warp speed. Let's not forget who indemnified Big Pharma. So I've got some problems with Trump. He had great policies. The border policies, great. But it's time to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Thank you very much. Yeah, I don't... All right, thank you. Thank you. By the way, would you know if this is Oregon... New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia. You know Philadelphia. The new Senator Fetterman, it's true. Or Chicago. How is it like being homeless in Portland? It's a piece of cake, really. I mean, that's why you probably got so many out here, because they feed you three meals a day. You don't have to do shit. But stay in your tent or party, or if you smoke a lot of dope, you can do that. It's like you wake up, you go eat a blanche, get high. Go eat a blanche for lunch, get high. Go eat dinner, get high. And that's all you do all day long, every day. That's a Democrat voter. You want to bet? I got 50 says she's a Democrat. First, if they're seeking asylum, they can use an app on their cell phone called CBP1, O-N-E, CBP1, O-N-E. That's to spell it out, not the number one. To schedule an appointment at a port of entry. Now, the knee-jerk reaction is, come on, you stupid son of a dog. They don't know what an app, they don't have an app on there. And then you realize, wait a minute, I'll bet you they do have an app on the phone. Because the phone was handed to them by the U.S. government, morons. Ta-da! Man, oh, man. Tony, Riverside. Hey, Sean. All right, so here's a wild thought, maybe. Maybe all this is being orchestrated. You know, uh, (laughs) Donald J. Trump has been kind of quiet and absent since he announced his candidacy. And tomorrow is January 6th. Yeah, I know. My my late So maybe the vote comes up to maybe the vote comes up tomorrow and it's Trump. Trump, Trump, Trump. Uh, Redemption. All right. Listen, he got robbed. I know. I know. That, I know that 81 million people didn't vote for that dimwit in diapers. That's talking about apps and whatnot. Thank you very much, Tony. Appreciate the call. But Trump's not been that quiet. The real story is what the unselect committee did not mention in their fake trial. And this was really fake. Days before the protest, I urged the deployment of 10,000 to 20,000 National Guard troops to keep the event safe for all involved. We wanted security. We wanted safety. There was no insurrection and there wasn't going to be an insurrection. Of course there wasn't. Of course there wasn't. There are more weapons at at a dance party in Melrose Park than there were the insurrection. Morons. In the meantime, what did Kevin McCarthy say when all this went on? What did that dimwit say? 
direction. It was made up by these sick people. Nancy Pelosi and the D.C. mayor refused. If they'd listened to me, my recommendation, none of this would have happened, and you wouldn't have heard about January 6th, as we know it. They covered up multiple tweets, and they covered up a video which were censored by Twitter and the FBI, in which I called for law and order and for no violence. But that wouldn't have got little Adam Kinzinger his job at CNN, would it? I never expected a day to be <clears throat> quite as emotional for me as it has been. But you guys won. You guys held. You know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. That's an Illinois Republic crack. Kevin McCarthy, Republicrat. Sorry to say, some of the talking heads you've been following for decades, Republicrats, as they support Kevin McCarthy, who's a rat. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Mario Speedwagon. I've got Bill Barr, and I can't tell. I'm pretty sure he's talking about Kevin McCarthy. You know, he has a monumental ego, uh, and he doesn't want to go down in history as a loser. By the way, Bill Barr, he's a creepy-looking guy, isn't he? He looks like he should hang out with Denny Hassert. Here's a little message to the kids out there that might be listening. If you see Denny Hassert and Bill Barr sitting on a bench in trench coats, go home. Don't play on the swings. Uh, and uh, he's also would like to get revenge on the people that he feels uh, didn't uh, give him his due. Pull yeah. him all the way through Kevin the administration, which is that uh, if he would just, if he had just uh, exerted some self-control and discipline, yeah. and dialed back his his uh, you know pugnacity um, and his nastiness a little bit, he would have won the presidency and had a second term. And uh, he, there's a guy who volunteers to be Santa Claus every year at Macy's. Didn't do that. He failed. Get on my he lap and tell me what you what want. The whole country hoped which then he would rise to the occasion and rise to the office and he didn't do that i agree bill this kevin mccarthy is a real piece of mary ellen northwest side of chicago hey sean how are you splendid how are you good i just thought i'd share a couple little things i heard that i think people need to hear because it gives them background from what you the media says um i heard lauren bobert interviewed and she said that she was in an interview with, um, or I guess they were in a meeting with uh, McCarthy, the 20. And whatever he agreed to or they uh, talked about, he later discussed in public. And she said he lied. So, therefore, the trust is broken. So they're not going to trust him at all. Mary Ellen, I played those clips on CNBC, which somebody would play and say, see, he, he's advocating for the lack of a mandate. But the innuendo of what he's saying is a lie. He was always trying to lie to his constituents. It's the, it's the false virtue of standing for a principle the whole time conning a society. He is a con artist. Yeah. He has sat there since 06. What has happened to this country since 2006? He supported every 
government supremacy rule and law and omnibus spending that he and his constituents got money from. He is the problem. He's a rhino. He's the problem with this government, not the solution. He's a Republican, Mary yeah. Ellen. Thank you very much. No. Teresa on the Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. You know, there's a quote from Thomas Fuller, uh, which says, abused patience turns to fury. So when are Americans going to stop being patient with the downfall of this country and fight back? I mean, what does it take for people to wake the hell up and realize they are being abused by these politicians? Because more people are like Patty Hearst than you and me and Helen and Nick and Craig and Squirrel and Honey Bunny. The vast majority of Americans are sloths. They want something for nothing. They subscribe to philosophies they know builds ghettos because they don't mind getting their rent paid. That's the problem. There's no equality of character. There is no equality of character. That's what separates people. Not money. Not college. Not not degrees. What separates people is character, and we exactly. have a cancer of character, and it's yes, time to do. clean out our own house. Thank you very much, Teresa. Helen in Lombard, ladies' night. Hi, Helen. Hey, how are you, Sean? Splendid. How are you? Hey, I'm calling. Um, like first, I, I don't, I, I'm sure you were outraged today listening to our liar in chief talk about how nobody was serious about coming down to the border and doing anything about it. And now I don't understand his big plan is amnesty and a and an app on a cell phone. Helen, he needs more people who are used to being third world slaves. Those are what Democrats are. They're third world slaves. So he needs more. He wants more. See, the bigger the problems are, the bigger their strength is. That's the, that's the magic sauce in a fascistic government. And that's what we have. And that was built and constructed. And a party to it was Kevin McCarthy and other Republicrats like him. Kevin McCarthy has been there since 2006. Yet he's been a friend of Frank Lutz, a, a pollster, a lobbyist, and an all-around scumbag for 30 years. He lived in Frank Lutz's mansion. 7,000 square foot condo worth $7 million. See, because he wanted in on this scam more than he wanted to tear it down. We need people that want to tear it down, Helen. And this is what it yeah, looks like I, when you tear it down. This is a good day. Do not buy the tagline of these fascistic government supremacists, whether they be Democrats or Republicans. Thank you very much for calling the show. I truly appreciate it. Now we're going to break the streak of ladies' night. Nick Pingree Grove. I nominate Sean Thompson to be the Speaker of the House. I accept it. I'll straighten this son of a gun out in seven days and ten boxes of cigars. These idiots. Idiots. Thank you. Thank you, Sean, for everything you do. Thank you, brother. Who do you think that? One for me. Craig in Mount Greenwood. John, thanks for taking my call. I'll tell you what, I'm so encouraged because of these uh, 20 that are basically holding on and all that. We've got to encourage them and everything. Because what was that saying? I forget who it was, but uh, all it takes for evil to persist is uh, good men for good men to do nothing. Exactly. Here we have these. These guys are going to be heroes uh, for standing up for, Did you for see just Bobert? putting this wrench. Did you see Bobert last night on the guy that follows Tucker? Did you see it? No, but I heard in every day that man, she's a, she's another little warrior. I mean, I love, I love it. I love it. She yeah. she in her ninety eight pound body 
has more fortitude than 98% of the men who claim to be Tea Party Republicans stand up for principles. She's twice the man Kevin McCarthy is, that lowlife rat bastard. Thank you very much for calling the show. Roger, Southside. New Year, brother. Uh, hey, quick question. Maybe I, I in the last week, uh, and I don't even know where you stand on him. Wouldn't where do you, I'm Jordan? I'm Jim Jordan. Big fan. I mean, I played him. I played him like 45 minutes ago. Big fan. Yeah, I am too. But why is it here this morning? I'm listening to the answer, and and when I'm reading on, you know, the crap on um, social media, it's. I thought, you know, he seems to be coming out every day. Okay, well, why wouldn't he want the top spot where he could actually do some damage? You know, it's an excellent question. It's an excellent question. Maybe he doesn't want the pressure. Maybe, maybe he is a recipient of some of the Kevin McCarthy money. You got to remember, this is how they corrupt the system. They have leadership packs. Somehow, we allowed these whores to have packs that are immune to all kinds of bribery. Right, so the, the co-founder of FTX gives Kevin McCarthy two point one million, two point six million, and Kevin yeah. now he can give his friend Jim Jordan a little taste. They can wet their beak. You yeah. think the Ravenites Club is where the gangsters are? The Ra- the Ravenites <laughs> Club is what we should call Washington D.C. The only difference is at the Ravenites Club those are heterosexual males. The only difference. Thank you very yeah, much. And By the way, changed. they're dressed they better. Unless, of course, you look at like Warnock. Warnock wore the Brioni suits just like Gotti. Thank you very much. Appreciate the call. Uh, Devin, Gulf Breeze, Florida. Got a soft spot for Florida. Yeah, hey, um, I hope Bobert keeps standing up there uh, nominating people. She's a looker. I don't mind her getting up at the podium and speaking for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that but, doesn't um, hurt either. I'll I, tell you what, you see the difference in our women versus like Jan Schakowsky, who could curdle butter? Did you ever take a look at Jan yeah. Schakowsky? You imagine rolling over, I she's drooling on a pillow? Oh, and Bob Creamer's a real that. freak, boy. Go ahead. I um I wrote my congressman today, uh, the Honorable Matt Gates, and said you need to hold strong, change the swamp, uh, keep fighting, um, and uh, and so I, I hope love everybody else does that. Supports the twenty. I love him. I love him. Yeah, I had the pleasure of meeting him. He's twice as nice in person as you think he would be. He's an actual wonderful yeah. guy. He was joking around. He's a wonderful guy. That's, the, that, that's yeah. what I mean. And look at how he was attacked. They were calling him. They were accusing him of doing what Bob Menendez does, going to the underage hookers. The only difference right. is there was no evidence where Bob Menendez, they had a plethora of evidence. But he's a Democrat. They expect him to be scummy. Thank you yeah. very much, Devin. We, uh, yeah. Go ahead. What do you got? What do you got? I was just going to say, we can also do our part by not supporting these, uh, you know, the talking heads at Fox News and any other media outlet that's just pushing the, the McCarthy the McCarthy train forward. I can't can't believe, uh, you know, Brett Barrett and I, I can believe Newt Gingrich, but um, how they're just on the bandwagon. It's a disgrace. Um, it's a disgrace. But yeah. here's the good news. Terrible. I took an hour from one of them. Thank you very much, brother. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Now you're talking. This is more my era, kid. You might have been conceived of this song. You're a young man. Oh, is this Justin Timberlake? Oh god, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought this was right out of the 80s. Justin Timberlake wasn't even a kid. This is your era, honey bunny. $45 billion to Ukraine. 
Have we had a full debate on Ukraine? Or did we take $45 billion of funding for Ukraine, package it on a $1.7 trillion bill, invite the president of Ukraine to address this body for theatrics heading out for Christmas in order to jam through a big spending Democrat priority bill? Chip Roy is not bad either. I can tell you, I, I, I... It is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. You know how many billions Pfizer bribes between politicians and news outlets? Yeah. Yeah. Censorship in America, 2023. They need to keep it that way if they're going to continue on their trillion-dollar scams. Jim, Crown Point, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Happy New Year. Thanks for taking the call. Anytime. You know, the uh, Uniparty Republicans created this whole issue because all that's left for Congress to do uh, with the Republican House is block Senate bills or um, get out there and investigate. And they're still investigating Benghazi, and they're going to find four Republicans to agree with the Democrats. So, Yeah, and Jim, who do you, th- 20- do you think that Kevin McCarthy, who is out peddling and running cover for Big Pharma, do you think he's going to wants to get to the bottom of exactly how many emails trace back to not only Dr. Fauci but the Pentagon? Do you think exactly? That, do you think he wants to go into exactly what is happening with the ramifications, the uptick in debts, and all of the other calamities? How many people do you know that are disgusted that they were forced to take that vaccine and that they were lied to by not only their government but by the media and everybody else? In other countries, citizens are suing Pfizer. They're suing Johnson and Johnson. They're suing Moderna. In this country, we can't. And that's because the political whores were bought and paid for. Like they were Madison Avenue hookers in the 80s. Five dollars. And Kevin McCarthy supported all that. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's a whore. Peter and Joliet. Uh, yes. I heard that somebody had nominated uh, Donald J. Trump today. Yeah. And I was wondering if, uh, say, he were to garnish 20 votes. Yeah. And then McCarthy just said, hey, you know what, this isn't happening. Can he put his votes to put Trump over? I don't think so. But you want to know something that's an interesting, who knows all this par- parliamentary skullduggery? Did you think, did you ever think that these Congress people who swear to represent their constituents could give their vote to another politician? Do you know how many times this happens in our, in our government? Where guys aren't even there for the vote. And they give it to another political whore who votes for his constituents and the other guy's constituents. That's insanity to me. Obama Obama did that when he was in there. Of course he He did. He did proxy votes and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Please, you think Obama was unable to buy his own property without Resco's help because he likes working? Thank you very much, Peter. What he proved is you don't have to work. And, you know, I want to address something that um, Trish was bringing up about welfare. I have a very dear friend of mine who made millions and paid millions in taxes, who went bankrupt at an older age, and he had to go live in Section 8 housing. And I was talking to him the other day, and he said, you know, I never thought I would be on this. That's completely different than a Democrat constituent who never produced anything in their life. I believe in a system of safety, a temporary system. I do not believe in a system that promotes drug addiction, sloth, Marxism, 
and support of a crime syndicate pretending to be a government. I don't support a system that does this. How is it like being homeless in Portland? It's a piece of cake, really. I mean, that's why you probably got so many out here, because they feed you three meals a day. You don't have to do sh- but stay in your tent or party, or if you smoke a lot of dope, you can do that. It's like you wake up, you go eat a blanche, get high. Go eat a blanche for lunch, get high. Go eat dinner, get high. And that's all you do. That's a system that needs to be completely torn asunder, and there needs to be restrictions on it. And it certainly shouldn't be handed out to anybody who isn't here and has paid taxes in their life. You can fix this in about seven days, but there's more money in failure. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The censorship that we have become accustomed to in this country in the year 2023 is not because Silicon Valley oligarchs one day woke up and said, we're going to censor the American people. What we now know, due to Elon Musk buying Twitter, that it has become a form of WikiLeaks. And we are now seeing that this goes right back to the government. The censorship we're experiencing is clearly orchestrated by the bureaucracies of fascism in our American government. This has cost people a tremendous amount people who have been victims of this censorship. My next guest is one of those people, I argue. She is the daughter of a Holocaust survivor. She is a spokeswoman for Jexit. She had an event on big tech platform Eventbrite, and it turns out they blocked her. Her name is Siggy Flicker. Thank you for joining me, Siggy. Oh, thank you for having me, Sean, and thank you for being such an amazing patriot. standing up for the truth for this amazing country. And I have to mention, because my lovely Honey Bunny, who is my producer, is a super fan, you are also a former housewife of New Jersey, which my daughters are very excited. (laughs) I wish everybody was... Well, yeah, well, it was an exciting time. I I I don't know how good it was. In 20... I did the show for two years. I was a TV personality for over 10 years. But um, I wrote a, a fabulous book about relationships. It was called Write Your Own Fairy Tale, and I wanted to promote my book. And against the advice of my husband and my children, I joined the house, you know, Housewives of New Jersey for two seasons. Mm-hmm. I never had any problems, season one, with the editing department, but in, because it was 2015. In 2016, I, a legal immigrant who came to this country using the front door, voted for a Republican for the first time by the name of Donald John Trump proudly mm-hmm. and let me just tell you something it was held from there on in i mean the the producers did a number where they only showcased you know selective editing so they only showcased reactions and not prior interactions now who cares about some housewife by the name of siggy flicker well, the reason why i'm telling you this is that's what they did and that's what they continue to do to the greatest president in the history of america donald john trump so well, what i like is 
I like go your perspective. I like your perspective because you have the perspective of number one, an immigrant. Number two, mm-hmm. the survivor. Uh, your mother mm-hmm. was the survivor of a Holocaust. Is your mother or your father? It's my father, and also Sean. My father ran Yad Vashem's Righteous Gentile Division for over twenty-five years in Jerusalem, Israel. Siggy, I love history. Always did my whole life. I was um, actually very involved in my life were uncles that fought World War II. So I would constantly question how in the world this could happen. And when you see the strategic way in which the Nazis corrupted Mm -hmm. society, you can watch out for these pitfalls. And you see the government enforcing censorship, demanding obedience. Mandates, capitulation, extortion. Mm-hmm. It is why, Siggy, I, I, I st- strategically have called what we're facing in this country the Fourth Reich. I don't do that flippantly, right. flippantly yes. because it's very similar to me. It's very similar. They silenced the Jews back then, saying to everybody, oh, they have diseases, they have lice, they're dirty, they have this, they have that. It's exactly what's happening to us today. As Americans, we are being censored. We are being destroyed from within because certain members of this country have sold their soul for money and power. And big tech, big pharma, and social media have joined. Everybody's blackmailed. Everybody is guilty. And everybody will go down for treason. It's just a matter of time because Americans are finally waking up and saying, hey, I did not sign up for this. This is not the Democrat Party of JFK. This is tyranny on every level. So for certain people, Sean, it hits them at different times. My father, you know, um, is alive today because a Catholic priest hid him and his seven brothers and sisters at the age of seven and younger in a convent and help them over the border into Switzerland. They escaped from Evian, France, into Switzerland, where they were then placed in refugee camps for two years, separated from their parents. And my father always says, a nation that forgets its past has no future. And you've got to know your worth, know your people's worth, and know your country's worth, which is why, because I'm the daughter of this amazing man who's written 23 books about the Holocaust and has spent his life honoring non-Jews, those who took it upon themselves to save and hide a Jew during the atrocity of the Holocaust. Here I am. There is no room for me to just enjoy my fabulous life. I have to stand up. And when evil, if you don't look at evil in the, in the eye and destroy it, it's like cancer. It will yeah. take over and manifest itself in your reality. And you know, Siggy, I'm thinking about in the beginning how it all got started and how the Nazis claimed that the, the Jewish people were too capitalist, they were too independent, they were too nonconformists to okay. ever live in a society that was run efficiently and deliver the same utopian promises I've been hearing from these Democrat roaches for 50 mm-hmm. years. 50 years. Yep. I'm from the ghetto of Chicago. And to see that the American people are willing to give away the very freedom your father sought and you enjoy and fight for is what's really mm-hmm. disgusting. And as we watch this and as we watch and I'm going to tell you right now, I argued against Donald Trump in the beginning because Donald Trump spent so many years as a Democrat, so many years giving money to mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, the, the New York Democrats, to the Chicago Democrats. He hired some scoundrels that are still under indictment. Um, mm-hmm. But, but uh, Chucky, the schmuck, schmuck Schumer is my favorite. He gave them over $2 million. And yet you see how quickly they are willing to protect the mafia, which is their scheme of politics, versus to represent the people. Why is it 
that so many Jewish people continue to not recognize this and continue to support the same ideology that nearly destroyed them? Well, because what people need to understand is Jews want to always feel um, loved and included because we have been persecuted over and over again throughout history. What your viewers need to realize is that there's only 15 million Jews in the world. Let me repeat that. 15 million Jews, 2.2 million Muslims, and 2.7 million Christians. 15 million Jews. Billion. We are only zero. Yes, I'm sorry, billion Christians, I'm sorry. We are 0.2% of the population, yet we are blamed for every toilet not being run properly. (laughs) The reason is, the reason is jealousy. We're not going to shrink ourselves anymore. We have the state of Israel. I was born during the Six-Day War in a bomb shelter. My father fought in the Six-Day War. My father also served in the U.S. Army. Um, You know, people people say to me all the time, Sigalit, in Hebrew, eh. Why are the Jewish people in the state of Israel so strong? And why are the liberal Jews so blind? Well, the liberal Jews here in America, and if you're listening, shame on you. You voted to destroy America, and you voted to destroy Israel. The people who wanted to fund the Iron Dome that protects the Israeli civilians. You voted for Ilhan Omar Rashida to leave Belinda Sassor. How you sleep at night? I don't know how you do it, but I'm 55 years old and I'm looking fabulous. I sleep like a baby because I woke up to the radical Democrat Party that has taken over this country. But in Israel, you ask Israelis, you know, you're, we're surrounded by big, big enemies, Sean. Yeah. How do you stay? How do you survive? Why? Because we secure our borders, because we fight for our country. There's only one Jewish homeland. The Christians have 24. The Muslims have 32. Leave us alone. We're not giving up the only Jewish state that the U.N. resolution gave us way back in 1948. But let's say the Jewish people have been part of Judea and Samaria for over 2,000 years. And our museums have the history, which is why the Palestinian Museum is empty. Because it's all propaganda today, Sean. It's yeah. all oh, fake it's news. Right. So you have the youngsters who know about Kim Kardashian contouring her face, but they don't know their own history. No one picked up a history book. No one cares about history. The left wants to dumb us down. They want you to know drag shows and critical race theory. No one wants to teach the history of the greatest country in the world, the United States of America. It's wonderful. And I'm thinking about the impact you could have had. Had you been left on the show, and I'm wondering well, when you when you Sean. come out, what happens? They just immediately can you, Sean, Sean? That was the whole point. I looked at my husband and my kids, and I'm like, I'm going to make Jersey great again. I'm funny. I'm authentic. I don't have. I, there's no filter with me. It's like yeah. a walking reality show with me. And they pounded me. They called me soggy on the show. You know why? Because they tortured me eight hours a day. For five months, I came home exhausted. My kids are like, we don't want to be part of it. My husband's like, honey, they don't want to come out of the swamp. They live, they breed, they want swamp. It's like, you remember the Michael Jackson's thriller? They're all coming out. That's what they want. Siggy, I'm from Chicago. It's the same thing, only cheaper (laughs) clothes. Same thing. That's it. 
That's yeah. it. So I listened to my husband. Thank God I saved my marriage. I have a fabulous life. And now I'm rejected. Jews exiting the Democrat Party. And we are doing a tour. We are doing a Judeo-Christian tour. Because ladies and gentlemen, they want you to be godless. They want you to worship Satan. They don't want you to have God in your heart. Find your purpose. Find your passion in life. And find God. If you have God in your life, you have everything. People say to me, Siggy, aren't you scared? Scared, I wake up smiling every day because yeah. I'm on the right side of history. Well, you're also living Just in Naples, Florida. Come on, you got a little advantage over the people. I live here, too, and I, well, I, I didn't know that, or I would have looked at, looked for you at Seed the Table last night. Well, well I, I'm not in Naples. I'm on the oh. other side. I'm in, oh. I'm, I'm, in, yeah, no, I'm in Boca Raton, and my kids were born here, oh. and I came back here. But I also, Sean, live in New York. I, li- I have a house in New York. I have a house in Florida. And I travel all over, and whether I'm in New York or not, whether I'm on the airplane, I'm wearing my Make America Great hat. My best friend, Alina Haba, is Donald Trump's attorney. And I've had the privilege of being around the president, having dinner with him, being in his company um, over 30, 30 times. You'll never, Sean, meet a man. You will never meet another Gemini. He's June 14th. I'm June 1st. When I tell you the patriotism, he doesn't need the job. He's married to the most beautiful human being I've ever laid my eyes on. He, he's, a, he's a fabulous golfer. And I always say to him, Mr. President, why? And he said, like you, this country has given me a lot. I'm not going to stand back while they destroy this beautiful country it's amazing to see the people he get you know what what astonishes me is that here's a guy that spent 80 percent of his life as a democrat 80 percent of his life Mm -hmm. i disagreed with a multitude of his policies but what i loved Mm -hmm. was his foreign policy where he threw a wrench into the corrupt system was the foreign policy, the domestic energy policy, and the border protection. These are the things that he was outstanding at. Some of the other okay. things, you know, some of the other things I'll argue. I actually was at Mar-a-Lago and didn't meet him and speak with him, but I shook his hand. And he looked, he looks you in the eye, and we had a brief interaction, and I, I felt the same thing. I never questioned his patriotism or his ideology of helping the country. That is wonderful. But where I question him... Where I question mm-hmm. him is who he surrounded himself with. I think Roger Stone's that- a scumbag. I think Paul Manafort's a scumbag. I hope if he comes back and he gets the nominee, he certainly doesn't surround himself with those people. Because what we're watching is a stab in the back that couldn't wait to, to shiv him when he turned his back. Kevin McCarthy, mm-hmm. who looks to be the most powerful Republican yep. for the next two years. Now I'm enjoying that he's not going to win, or at least Me not going to win easily. But the reality Me is too. this leviathan of corruption, these roots go deep. And they're not going to go down without a fight. You're talking trillions and trillions of dollars of schemes. So I'm optimistic, but I'm also preparing for the future. How is Jexit preparing for the future when you've been censored the way you have been? Well, you know what? We get up every day and we fight to fight. I mean, we fight to fight because we have wonderful donors. And if anybody's looking to help us out, JexitUSA.org. We're asking everybody to please send a letter and cancel Eventbrite. Eventbrite will have Ilian Omar 
um, and they'll have Antifa and they'll have Hamas with their event, but they canceled our event because we wanted, uh, we're having a cowboy by the name of Chris Burgart who did the movie Capital Punishment come to our club. We have speakers every month at our club here in South Florida. And Chris Burgard and Tom Holman, the former director of ICE who we're working with on the border project, yes. we have them coming to the club. We have them speaking. And because Chris Burgard, this brilliant producer, friend of mine, Christian Cowboy, did a movie about January 6th because he was there. One of the two, uh, over two million people went nowhere near the Capitol building. But they want to censor and silence us. Because their playbook, Saul Alinsky's playbook, Rules yes. for Radical, Hillary Clinton's favorite book that she has to write a thesis about. All Chicagoans, Siggy, we're the communist capital of America. Oh, my God. I mean, seriously, what more do you need in Chicago? I just came from Chicago. The deep dish pizza was fabulous. I had the best time there. But oh, come on. You can eat Italian. You call me. I'm half Italian. Don't worry. We'll take care of you. But go ahead. <laughs> but I'm just saying the crime is, I mean, what more do you need? Everything the Democrats touch turns to, um, you know, caca. It's, it's, yes. it's, it's down. What more do you need? But. I think a lot more people are um, happy, and a lot more people are waking up, but they're silent, Sean. A lot of people are scared to say, but they're going in there, and they will be voting for Donald John Trump. He will be your president again. Mark my words. Siggy, you have, an open, you have an open invitation for your, for your events. Whatever you need, oh, you call honey money. She loves you anyway. She'd be dying to talk to you. And in the meantime, I oh, want to thank you for coming on. And I want you to, you know, I know you're going to keep up the fight, but I want to tell you how much I admire it. Don't ever quit. Don't ever get tired because that's what they're waiting for. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, is that what that is? Got excited there. I thought there was the lead into some Russian techno. Some Victor Bout music. He's having a party, boy. So he's had his chance. He doesn't, uh, he obviously does not have the qualities necessary to unite the party, which is the first step uh, on the road back. And uh, 11 votes. This fraud, corporatist, political horse, scam artist. Larry Logan Square. You were there. Hey, how are you, uh, Sean? Uh, Happy New Year, by the way, and I love your energy. Uh, the fact reality is, you know, I'm from corrupt Illinois, Illinois corrupt culture, and that has a little, the Republican Party of Illinois, has a little bit of what's, what's going on in D.C. They're run by cl- clown cars. And yeah. the reality is we need more activists. Activists are the ones that have the boots on the ground, ears to the ground, that will make changes and expose the wrongdoing. I am personally was there on the front line on January 6th. I was the peaceful, non, you know, a law abiding type of person, but I was there early. I was trying to speak sensible to a lot of these people that were fired up. But when people are so angry, you can't talk sense to them. And trying to talk to the media, the media knew something was going to happen. When I was talking about uh, the problems with uh, election integrity, free and fair elections, the election was rigged against President Trump. And how it was, was the Democrats abused 
the uh, you know mail-in ballots, ballot harvesting, and Republicans are too naive. They're they're more about power hungry. They're going out and, and 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 working hard to get votes. I'm that is the whole were trick. You, were you arrested because you were there? Uh, I was arrested because I spoke to NPR, because I spoke to some of the media, because I wasn't a coward, Sean. So I was there. I got arrested for speaking to the media. I got arrested because I was talking about uh, voter fraud. I was talking about the lecture was rigged against President Trump, and how it was rigged was they allowed the ballot harvesting to go through yeah. without checking the signatures. So you've obviously been following this since the day you were there. I believe this to be the greatest American PSYOP uh, uh, atrocity perpetrated on the American people. But PSYOPs, when the American government perpetrates it, is something that's happened through the Middle East, through South and Central America. It's what we do, only this time we're a victim of it. And I'm curious to know from somebody who was there, did you see Ray Epps? Did you see any suspicious characters? Did you see the, no, uh, the hearings where the FBI Ray was asked if the FBI had people dressed like Trump supporters inside the Capitol prior to the breach? I'm curious to know what you think. Uh, you know, uh, Sean, I want to answer yes, yes, yes. I can't get deep uh, into it because I, I go to jail, jail, jail. I yeah. have a trial. I have a trial in April, but what I can tell you is, the fact is, I was a victim of a couple of the uh, uh, government assets, the uh, the uh, the paid troublemakers. Yeah. The reason why they targeted me, because they saw me, a couple of the media people, they knew that I was an accomplished activist out of Chicago, and when they saw me talking, and I kind of stand like a foot above uh, many of the, most of the people, so I tend to gather a crowd. And the fact reality is, I was there as a great American. But the yeah. fact is, uh, people that were uh, antagonizing problems that were thought they were above the law, and the people that hurt me uh, that were there, they were 100% uh, some type of government asset because they had these sophisticated, fancy cameras. But Can I ask you a question, Larry? When you went there, yes, was your you intention could. to overthrow the government? 100% not. 100% not. 100% not. I Larry? did not know anything that was going to happen or who had planned. Yeah. But you mentioned some names that are close to Donald Trump. Those people are, are got to go. Uh, those yeah. people are the ones that uh, put the, the, uh, the sickness in, in Donald Trump's mind. Yeah. What we should have been... Is what I tried to convince everybody is we should have been smarter, Sean. Yep. We should have went there peaceful and sat down and, and just see what was going to happen. Yep. Because those people that started uh, uh, rushing the Capitol and breaking the law, they look worse than what the, the worst people I thought in America was the you know BLM and, and Tifa. But the people that organized this January 6th and got out of control, they are in the same camp. And they ruined a lot, lot of people's lives, like mine. But what I would love, Sean, is if we all can man up. I was courageous on January 6th. I spoke the truth. I spoke up strongly. And I gave them my name and everything. Uh, they put me in articles. Not saying that they spoke to me at 10.30 in the morning. Yeah. Not saying that this guy was talking, you know, brilliant. 
like a PhD in politics. But what they did is they put my name in the middle of the article as if I was the middle of the riot. So, you know, it, it takes well, guts Larry, to talk to media. I wish you the best, what, brother. I really do. And I mean, you're the victim of, of, of the greatest psych, uh, the greatest the greatest government Power atrocity, abuse. the greatest government atrocity, you're victimized. And I pray to God you don't get railroaded. But how many people have been railroaded? How many people have mm-hmm. been stripped of their, of their rights? How many people have been sitting in jail? The good news is at least you're out. I hope you stay out. And in the meantime, I want to thank you for uh, calling and telling us the story. And I want you to keep me posted, okay? Okay, sir, and uh, I, I just wish those 1,400 faces that are on the FBI website, if they're law-abiding and they were just, you know, uh, they were wrong, mm. I wish they would just come forward and then we could get rid of this January 6th, you know, uh, yeah. uh, you know talk. Because it'll never go away unless we all like stand up. I'd like to see the FBI investigate some of the money at O'Hare. I'd like to see them investigate some of the lobbyists in Springfield. I like them to really shut down the oh. corruption that we, Amer- Chicagoans have uh, become a, used to and accustomed to. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate all the call, right. Take care, my friend. Stay safe. Stay safe. Uh, Bob, the Germans. Uh, have a happy, uh, happy New Year this year. I wish you the best on this. And your okay. caller you just talked with was excellent. Thank you. Uh, with regard to the previous segment, uh, talking on... Um, Israel, and you mentioned at the beginning Germany, the Third Reich. You called us the Fourth Reich. No, Let I, me called just the, off. I called the Democrats the Fourth Reich. Not Fourth us. Reich. Yeah. Okay, not us. But yeah. let me just offer this. Many several years ago, uh, Dennis Prager was talking about Germany and uh, the good Germans, and how could it possibly happen? And he was very critical of Germany and again the good Germans. And then all of a sudden, recently, the last probably three or four years, he wakes up and says, I see how it happened, because we're ha- it's happening to us right now. And do you want to know but what's they, funny, Bob? When you listen to Larry, silent. when you listen to Larry, <clears throat> when you look at the footage, when you watch the FBI Ray, Director Ray, be asked questions, refuse to answer, when you realize that this is a PSYOP, that you see Ray Epps and you see all of these people who promoted this. And then you think back to the Third Reich and you think back to the Reichstag and how the Nazis burned their version of Congress and blamed the communists. And you see the power that was culminated after that. Boy, oh boy. The only thing missing are those Hugo Boss big lapel suits as far as I can see. But I agree with you. There are Germans. My best man in my wedding was named Von Kekeritz, and all he needed was Lederhosen. He has a very small inseam, and he's quite portly, which makes him good for those Sound of Music songs. Thank you very much, Bob. The hills are alive with the Sound of Music. When it comes to hills, when it comes to food, when it comes to Lederhosen, who's a better representative than a retired municipal worker from the sewer of Chicago whose inside of his truck smelled a lot like the hammers at Paul Pelosi's house? Cream Puff Jim! Hi, Sean. How are you? Okay. I, I just think about 1855. The one party, I think it was Nathaniel Banks. 143 uh, tips at the, at the back. Be you, so you sound like you've been drinking. You've been drinking, Jim? No, no, no not yet. Not yet. I'm going to guess by the sound of those love handles on your head, it's going to take a lot of booze. But uh, it was 133 times. 
But Sean, the Northern Party hated the Irish so bad. They thought they hung 20 of them in Pennsylvania. No, no, they no. That, that's the, the Italians in Louisiana. Nobody. No, come on. No, the they're going to find their neck. Yeah. They're going to find their neck. I want to see. How are we going to find your neck? You got it. You're built like a. You're built like a traffic cone. You don't have a neck, Jim. Thank you very much. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM five sixty. The answer. AM five sixty. The answer. Years ago, we all thought it was a joke. You know what I love about seat table? When you go in the bathroom, in the urinal, the urinal cake is Joe Biden. Love that. You know what? Let me drink some water. In the meantime, when it comes to Germans, I love the German people. Love them. Are you nuts? The best cars by far. And did you ever see Andrea Merkel eat a mackerel? Whew. It's confusing and disgusting all at the same time. Pete Plainfield. Hey, Sean. Yes, Pete. Yeah, I called you uh, the other day. I had a couple of drinks, and I was kind of a jerk. Um, I watch your show all the time. I think you're great. Thank you. I was I was a little out of control. I get a little worked up about politics these ah, days. Right. You just followed a Chicago Democrat. You can only look good. <laughs> I I um I do. I love your show. I think uh, I think you're awesome. I I love hearing you. Um, you know, I, I grew up in Melrose Park for a few years. I went to Proviso East. I, 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 you know, I worked at Rocky's Restaurant. Yeah. Get out of here. So, yeah. Listen, yeah, Rocky, I did. you remember when Rocky used to have the, the, the fighting club? I was one of those kids. You know what I'm talking Get about? Get out of here. You used really? to teach Mark yeah. yeah, I grew up right there. Yeah, well, well, but, yeah, yeah. I got a good Rocky story. Was, got a good Rocky story. Well, I, get yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I get beat up on a Friday night. And I, uh-huh. it was bad. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm walking. My head's like a balloon. I got my hand is broken, all kinds of stuff. I'm getting out of the car. I'm getting helped out of the car. He drives down the street, and he looks at me. He goes, don't tell anybody I taught you how to fight. And he pulled away. He didn't want to hear He was tough, Rocky. You know, he was tough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you know you know who Rocky's, uh, you, you remember Steve-O? I know Steve all about it, Pete. I know all about it. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> for the call. I appreciate it. Eduardo in Midway. Yeah, Sean, uh, Mr. McCarthy's the one that favors the. Uh, Whoa, who's Mr. McCarthy? You talking about Kevin McCarthy's yeah. father? This Kevin piece of Mar- yeah, doesn't get called Mr. McCarthy. You want to call him balloonhead? You want to call him flabby pasty ass? You want to call him useless or a rat? Okay, but don't call him Mr. McCarthy. Now go ahead. Yeah, so he favors the worker immigrant worker uh, program. Because uh, he's uh, obviously in bed with the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. So, Chamber then, of Corporate. Yeah. You know, Mr. Biden and uh, Mr. Um, Schumer's pulling for uh, Mr. McCarthy because they want to get that thing What's with the- uh, through the uh, Congress so that Mr. Throw Biden. Mr. Can- T in there. He cut the trees down in Lake Forest, my favorite property owner story of all of Illinois. What do you got? All right, go ahead. Yeah, they're all, they're all in the same. That's why do you think they're fighting for him? He's a cohort of corruption. You have to protect the yeah. corruption that is our government. People are starting to wake up, brother. You realize why he wants that position? Because he wants to be Nancy Pelosi, minus the uncomfortable wrinkles. That's what he's shooting for. 
half a billion dollars she was able to insider trade and front run policy to become worth hundreds of millions. And the Democrats stepped and fetched. And these are the same rats telling you that we got to vote for this guy? Not on my life. Thank you, Eduardo. Appreciate the call. In the meantime, you know how what a great favor I've done for you? I haven't played any of the, of the McCarthy. Here, let's go to, let, we got dummy here. Let's go to dummy. For example, since August of last year, Custom and Border Patrol have seized more than 20,000 pounds of den, deadly fentanyl. That's enough to kill, kill as many as 1,000 people in this country. 1,000 people? Try 4.5 billion people, you diaper-wearing dimwit. Impeach this rat! 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. What we have become accustomed to is not an economic plan by our government. It is a scheme to backdoor nationalize the currency and your life. Failure is their greatest asset, which is why we've normalized an unbelievable amount of debt in this country. I remember when I listened to this clip who I thought of. I'm sick of this stuff. We have to talk about it because the American people think the reason for inflation is government spending more money. Simply not true. Complete and total poppycock as everything that comes out of the mouth of the pathological liars we call politicians. My next guest recognized this at a very young age. He went to Washington as a very young man, quickly rose through the ranks of the Republican Party to become the director of the Office of Management and Budget under President Ronald Reagan. He has since become an evangelist for propertyism, often referred to as capitalism and sound money. His name is David A. Stockman. I've been a fan for years. His new book, The Great Money Bubble, Protect Yourself from the Coming Inflation Storm. It's out now. David, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm great, and I'm really happy to be with you, especially since you were kind enough to mention way back when I was a young man. And the reason that I think that's relevant to the point here is that I actually started on Capitol Hill in 1970 as a legislative assistant and staffer. And two years later, a guy shows up by the name of Joe Biden, and he's still there. Okay, <laughs> that's the point. Uh, more than a you know a half century later, the guy's still there peddling the same old big government, inflationary, print the money, spend the money, borrow the money, a gospel that was wrong then. It was wrong when he became. Uh, a leader of the Senate, it was wrong when he was vice president, and it's still wrong. So, you know, and what and what he's still been peddling all of these years is the noble lie of government supremacy, where the government started very emaciated way back when you were a young man and Joe Biden could remember his address, but right yeah. now, what we have is the end of the road, as uh, Hayek would say. We have reached serfdom, and this has always been the scheme as far as I'm concerned, and it has become normalized 
where people would listen to these buffoons who have lied to us for decades, pretend they have the magic recipe now as they neuter any chance of a new Congress changing something with a lamed up Congress passing an unbelievable amount that we've become normalized to in a $1.7 trillion boondoggle. I mean, this is ridiculous at this point, is it not? It is, and it's not just the $1.7 trillion, but it's the way it was done. That was a 4,400-page, pork-barrel-laden, out-of-control spending bill that literally no one except a few staffers on Capitol Hill had read, and they only read the portions that they had written. Uh, yeah, what kind of way uh, is that to run a government when we wait till not only the last minute, we were three months into the fiscal year to pass this 4,400-page monster at the last minute sight unseen? And that has become par for the course. You know, once when I was starting way back when, every now and then we would uh, get to year end and the budget wouldn't be passed, the appropriations bills uh, wouldn't be enacted, and we'd have a continuing resolution, but that would last a few days, and it was the exception, not the rule. Today, it's the rule. They, they don't do a proper budget anymore. They don't review what's in this nearly $7 trillion dollar budget that we have at the present time. They just, um, you know, uh, vote uh, yay and then move on uh, to the next uh, boondoggle as we uh, as time unfolds here. You know, David, I've watched you all of my life. And I mean that I've watched you fight your own party for the majority of that time. I saw them turn on you. I saw them try to put you in a corner to silence you. I was so proud that it was a country based in freedom that you were still finding outlets to put your perspective on and still fight for the propertyism this country was based on. Yet here we are in the year 2023, and I think it's worse than when you started. I'm curious to know how you view the bastardization of a republic and what you think the out is. Well, you know, I wish I knew the way out, but I can say this, even though Joe... uh, Biden can't remember his address. I I can remember a few things still, and, you know, I'm almost his age. But I can remember when I became budget director in January 1981, the public debt, the debt of the United States, was $840 billion, and it had taken, uh, you know, more than two centuries to get there. Well, here we are today. It's $31 trillion, 31-time increase just in the lifetime of one guy who happened uh, to, you know, have a role uh, in the process. But one guy who and, put a fight up against it. That's yeah, the sickening part. we did. And for a while, we made some headway. You know, during the 80s, uh, Ronald Reagan was never able to balance the budget because the Republicans on Capitol Hill pulled the rug out from underneath, really. They didn't want to walk the plank for uh, spending cuts and entitlement reforms and all the other things we needed to do. But at least we slowed down the monster. Uh, Spending growth uh, was brought to a halt uh, in real terms. And the share of the uh, GDP that went into the federal government actually declined from about 23% to the low 20s. But the problem was, uh, after the 1980s, and we had a pretty good economy in the mid-80s and late-80s, after that, 
you know, both parties uh, went back to the same old thing. The Republicans pretending they were against spending and the Democrats leading the way. Uh, and we had bigger deficits, to tell you the truth, and, you know, more spending growth during some of the Republican presidents, particularly George Bush the Younger, than uh, we've had under uh, Clinton and, and actually uh, even under um, Obama, if you can believe that. But This uh, is why I wanted to have you on for the perspective of this, because this is worse than history repeating itself. It's history repeating itself on steroids. And Ronald Reagan, I often still read his writings. I listen to his speeches on trade, on spending, and I understand that the real problem with the Reagan years wasn't Reagan, it was Bush Sr. and the Republicrats back then, who are they remind me exactly of who we're turning to, which is our abuser, for answers today, as you see, who I believe to be an exact replica of one of the Bushes, uh, Kevin McCarthy, who is yeah. going to step and fetch to government supremacy yet again. And yeah. when I'm your yeah, age, you know, I, mean, I say uh, that the debt right. will be $90 trillion. Yeah, you're right about McCarthy, but look at the other side of Capitol Hill on the Senate side and Mitch McConnell. Oh. The two of them are out there today in Kentucky or yesterday, I don't know when it was, yesterday. having a love fest because they funded a bridge across the Ohio River, one of about 15 bridges in the Cincinnati area stretch, uh, that should have been funded by local governments if they wanted to have another bridge, okay? And uh, McConnell is even worse, a worse problem, you know, a 50-year yes. lifer. He was there running around uh, Washington when I was a kid, uh, starting on Capitol Hill, and he's still there, too. And he's uh, basically uh, absorbed... Um, the statist uh, uh, ethos, uh, the big government uh, modality, like uh, very few politicians in Washington. Now, the thing that just bugs me is how in the hell do the Republicans keep electing leaders? And, and you know, Boehner was just as bad, the oh. la last one, um, that basically sell them out time after time. Now, we have coming up here very uh, soon another debt ceiling uh, expiration, uh, the, uh, uh, and you're going to have a, a real test. Uh, you know, it's not the worst crime in the world to shut down the government if the alternative is to just to keep borrowing and printing money. At some point, we have to have a crisis. We have to wake up the uh, American public. And if it means government, uh, you know, uh, get shut down for a few days or weeks, so be it. Because uh, we can't continue uh, to do what we're doing and expect uh, that it's going to have a happy ending, because it won't. After government, you go into Solomon Brothers. You right. Then, you then go into Blackstone. You see, in essence, you could argue the 90s, when there was contention to a certain extent, you see that become the bastardization of policy. And Wall Street now take control of these political whores, as I call them. Others call them politicians to open a notorious bribery system where they have leadership packs themselves where they circumvent any kind of contribution role, uh, uh, rules that we pretend are in place. And you're talking about turning the true one percenters are no longer the, 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 uh, 
the achievers of a society the, the way they were when you were young. But now the one percenters are the corporatists who really yeah. control the policies in this country. Are there yeah. enough people who have character that want to tear that asunder, or has the mafia system grown so big that people just want in on it? Well, it seems pretty big. It seems pretty forbidding, foreboding. But, you know, at the end of the day, I still have some confidence in the American public. At some point, uh, the public will wake up. And I had an experience with that during my political life uh, in 1980. You know, at the end of the 1970s, things looked pretty dark. I mean, we had double-digit inflation. We had an energy crisis that wouldn't stop. We had Jimmy Carter saying you know, put on your cardigan sweater and shiver in the dark. And it looked like uh, a very uh, dark time ahead. Ronald Reagan was nominated as the Republican candidate. All the pundits, all the mainstreamers at the New York Times, Washington Post, the networks and the rest of them said he doesn't have a snowball's chance in uh, the hot place of being elected. And sure enough, he was not only elected, But he was able in some major way to change the narrative about what uh, makes for prosperity, how we preserve liberty and constitutional government, and how we get the engine of capitalist growth, uh, you know, revved up again. And that was a huge change. It wasn't uh, as thoroughgoing and as well embedded as I would have hoped. Uh, because there was a lot of backsliding uh, in the years afterwards. But he did change the narrative because the public uh, said enough of what we were having in the 1970s and made a big, what I would call, realignment election in 1980. So there's always the possibility that the public will finally uh, be fed up uh, enough that we get a realignment election We get, uh, I don't know who it's going to be, but we get someone who, you know, Ronald Reagan wasn't expected to be any great leader either. They said he's a movie star. He can read a script, but uh, he was way underestimated. But it did change the course of history for a good period of time. And that's why I don't know what's going to transpire in 19 uh, or in 2024. But uh, maybe we got a shot um, uh, for that kind of realigning election that we desperately need. The wonderful quality that Ronald Reagan had is what I think is missing. He had this ability to bring macroeconomics into the lives of the American people and not speak down to anybody, but to articulate the principles of Americanism and propertyism, often referred to as capitalism. He could do it on the fly because it was his life. It's what he believed in. And he was smart enough to know the failures and the pitfalls of the utopian statehood that's always promised by the scoundrel politician. That can only come, in my opinion, from outside of politics. I see some guys who pretend well, but are nothing more than well-dressed political whores themselves. Do you have your eye on somebody outside of politics who may have those qualities? Is there somebody, in your opinion that maybe is not a name that the American people are are aware of that you would be excited about? Well, you know, I I wish I had that name, and I wish that guy was on a white horse charging towards Washington right now. Uh, I don't, unfortunately, um, see that uh, person. But I also will say I think there are a few people in politics today who actually get 
the fundamentals when it comes to fiscal rectitude, sound money, uh, limited government, constitutional liberty. I mean, one of these is Rand Paul. Rand Paul does yes. a Senator Rand Paul does a pretty credible job of, uh, you know, articulating what I would call the Reagan gospel. The, the facts and circumstances are a bit different today, but he does a pretty good job at it. The governor of uh, uh, Florida, I think, uh, you know, uh, surprisingly rose to the occasion when, uh, you know, the what I call the virus patrol, Fauci and the rest of that crowd, basically tried to shut down uh, capitalism uh, in the name of a totally exaggerated and uh, phony crisis. So uh, people do respond. You don't know where they're coming from or who they are, but there are some uh, people out there that uh, get, the, get the big picture and potentially could make a big difference. I've only got you for a little time. I'm going to take advantage of you, and I'm going to ask you okay. one more one more question. Sure. When you have record revenues and you still can't pay the bills... When you are constantly up against these arbitrary non-existent ceilings, when you can only function by creating more taxation called debt, are you not bankrupt? And is America not a bankrupt Potemkin empire? Well, um, I think it's, I don't know if I would say it's there yet, but I think we're drifting uh, in that direction at a pretty dangerous clip. And I think the word empire is an important part of it. You know, we don't have to be the policemen of the world. We don't have to have bases in 80 different countries around the world. We don't have to be meddling in everybody's civil war like we're doing today and have been doing for the last several decades. We can't afford that. And that's one of the reasons why we have a $31 trillion public debt. It's why we have a defense budget it's triple in inflation-adjusted terms what it was in 1960 when we were at the peak of the Cold War, the Soviet empire had not yet collapsed under its own weight. And yet, in 1960, Eisenhower said, well, we need about $300 billion of spending for defense uh, compared to the $900 billion same, you know, inflation-adjusted dollars that we have yeah. today. And there's something wrong with that. There's no Soviet Union left. Uh, no. You know, China, they can make a big deal about. But essentially, if they weren't exporting to the U.S. and Europe, their, their Potemkin economy with $50 trillion of debt, the greatest Ponzi scheme in history, would collapse under its own weight as well. So we yeah. need to get out of the empire business. And yes. we need to get back to basics in terms of federalism. We have, you know... People may not know, there's 85,000 units of county, township, city, village, state, and other local governments in the United States. They don't have to do everything in Washington. The framers uh, believed in federalism and decentralization of power, and that's what we need to do. Get out of the global empire business and get back to refederalizing government and reviving the private sector as the fundamental source of prosperity and happiness uh, for the American people. Well, I want to let you know I just had a listener nominate me for speaker. If I should win, I'm bringing you out of retirement. You're coming back. We're straightening this thing out. We have a deal? Okay, sounds good. Sounds good to me. <laughs> David A. Stockman, the new book is The Great Money Bubble. Protect yourself from the coming inflation storm. It's out now. Get yourself a copy if you want to come out of this on top. David, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Thank you. 
Great to be with you. Thank you very much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Interesting conversation. And he always mentions the atrocity, which is our foreign policy. And uh, I was running out of time with David. But the bastardization of our economics is the explanation for our atrocities where we occupy hostily seven nations, where we are fighting a proxy war with Russia that has nothing to do with Ukraine. They are a useful stooge, the government that has been involved in its own civil war for eight years, the same government that celebrated the birth of a murdering roach Nazi by the name of Stefan Bandera instead of New Year's Day. The reason we are doing this is to protect a corrupted dollar that was bankrupted by the only entity that could ever bankrupt it, our own government. So our foreign policy isn't because we're the policemen of the world. It's because if any nation denies our superiority of our dollar, we bomb them and kill them. The reason we give slave masters in Africa $55 billion is to give them more money than the communist Chinese. Not because we care about Africa. And if we did, we would be helping the slaves overthrow the slave masters, which more often than not, we put in. I feel much better now. Ron South Elgin. Sean, that was a mouthful. Thank you. Thank you for partaking in that. Uh, From one Viking to another, Happy New Year. And kudos to your selection of that last guest. I believe that if every American with two brain cells would about purchase that gentleman's book, this would be a much more informed society in this country, in this city, so on and so forth. He's been writing for decades, and I'm going to tell you something, Ron. You will not be disappointed no matter what you pick up. And when you see why he left Blackstone, when he went to how he started, he was one of the founders. And what what he left it for was principles. He's an amazing guy, an amazing guy. But thank you very much. I appreciate that, Ron. That that is an amazing uh, human. So uh, to my point, um, I was speaking with Honey Bunny, and I was scrolling the channels. And uh, just like your other uh, caller that called in, I come across Lauren Boebert because uh, she is easy on the eyes. And she was on Hannity, and he was interviewing her. And you and your listeners might want to uh, take a look at this. Hannity absolutely excoriated her. That on wasn't her an interview. That wasn't with, an interview. That was a CIA interrogation. It was a hit job. Yeah. He should have waterboarded oh, yeah, her and made the full circle to the Bush Cheney asset that he is. Yeah. Forget about it. And, you know, I, I got to say one thing, Sean, is like in, in that little, uh, you know, entourage, I mean, you do have Matt Gates, and, and he's a pit bull. When you see him in committee meetings and so on and so forth, he will go after, you know, these individuals that they are investigating, so so on and so forth. I mean, Jim Jordan, I love him, but yeah. is he receiving the payola, the payola from Kevin McCarthy? Because he, when he went up to bat for him, he, he voted for him. So Nothing surprises me, me but, but, but one thing that I can't help but point out every time I hear his name, what about the underage girls 
I thought that was the big scandal that was going to take out Matt Gates. And yet that same mafia, the Democrat Party, circled the wagons when Bob Menendez took a, a Medicaid fraudster, took his private jet to Costa Rica, and had the testimony of underage prostitutes talking about the fat pig that is Bob Menendez. What happened? Oh, he got reelected twice since then. That's the Democrat mafia. And if you're in on it, ooh, the clothes and the women. It's like the song, Money for Nothing and Chicks for Free. Thank you very much, Ron in South Elgin. Appreciate the call. You got it, pal. Thank you. David and Lansing, worst comedic time in all of radio. Hey, Sean, um, I don't know if you heard, but I have a, a news announcement for Republicans of Illinois, and I have a question for you. The news announcement is big. Adam Kinzinger got hired by CNN. I just heard it yesterday. So now we know who he really is. What, did you, is that what you needed, him to be hired by CNN? You couldn't hear what's been coming out of his mouth since he conned the Illinoisans to pretend he was part of the Tea Party? You couldn't tell by the cut of his very expensive suits? You couldn't tell well, that he's can... a backstabbing, low-life Illinois Republican rat who is the prime example of 90% of them. 90% of them. You think they're offended by him? You think the upper echelon of the Republican Party today, right now, is offended by Adam Kinzinger? Or you think they want in on the CNN job and scam like the ex-former Tea Party congressman, short-in-the-pants Irish gypsy that used to be on this show? Obviously By the way, they want when to. I filled in for him, even when I recognized your timing was terrible, I was ten times what he was, as I am today. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. I can't stand scumbags. I really can't. Adam Kinzinger leaves Congress, and then someone hires him. Someone literally hired Adam Kinzinger for a job. You may not believe it, but Trace Gallagher of Fox News can confirm it. He was watching another channel tonight when he learned. Trace Gallagher, what did you see? Well, after seeing its ratings plummet over the past two years, Tucker, CNN has informed the world that it will no longer be a far-left media organization and will instead go back to being an unbiased news source. They hired a con artist who pretends to be a Republican. You can always tell they're normally from Illinois. They get elected. Then they double-cross the good people who put them in. Rats. Uh, Owen Willowbrook. Hey, Sean. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, if the Republicans had any stones, they'd elect Donald Trump on January 6th, oh, the Speaker funny. of the House. That'd be fun. Now, that would be, that would be a January 6th, I'd remember. <laughs> that would be fun. I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it, just because I really loved his foreign policy. I really loved his domestic economic yeah. policy. And the border? I've got an idiot in diapers who has, has, talks about enough fentanyl to kill half of the planet. 4.5 billion. This idiot says a thousand Americans. We've lost more Americans this year to fentanyl than we did in Vietnam. And the Democrat mafia protested Vietnam. Where are they now, the step and fetch roaches? They want to get their rent paid, so they shut their mouth. Rats. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Another great show. Oh, thank you, brother. <clears throat> What I wanted to say is everybody's been pointing this finger at uh, Trump for causing uh, January 6th, but yet nobody points the finger at uh, Pelosi or the D.C. Uh, mayor. or the, Because uh, she's Capitol a key Police architect of the, of the PSYOP for that was January 6th. 
She's a key component. She's an architect of that boondoggle. She stifled the calls. She made sure that the doors were open. She made sure that there were guys dressed like Trump supporters in there. The one that Ray won't answer the question because there's an investigation going on. You think the mafia is the Ravenites Club? You're wrong. It's Washington, D.C. What about uh, what about Devin uh, Nunes as the speaker? I don't like him either. You don't like, like him either? I don't okay. like anybody. Let's start out like this. I don't like you. Now earn it. Now earn it. That's the beauty about being from my neighborhood and neighborhoods like mine. We don't know you. Right. We don't like you. Now earn it. Okay. I'm willing to be wrong, but you're going to have to earn it. Don't put on your lipstick on a pig, Adam Kinzinger Act. And then stab every principle this country was built on in the back. Don't do that. Because that just makes you another electable scumbag carpetbagger. Thank you very much. The only good news about Anna Pinzinger is he's probably out of the sewer now. So at least you can breathe a little cleaner. There's a little less scum in the air. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. All right, so um, I did you a favor. I had a tremendous amount of clips of this dimwit in diapers, and I didn't play them. I tell you, you got to be standing, too. Huh? Shut up. Shut up, diaper-wearing dimwit, usurper. In the meantime, a friend of mine sent me a text, and I want to read it because it's important. I don't think he posted it, but I do think he knew the, uh, the poor victim here. And it's with an extremely heavy heart that I post this about my college friend and Illinois alum, DB, DB teammate. He was senselessly beaten to death by thugs in what is now the worst city in our country. I used to love the city of Chicago, and now I'm embarrassed to say I'm from there. Little did the thugs know that Steve would have given them the shirt off his back if they simply asked him for it. That's how great of a guy he is. I'm heartbroken. And irritated, rest in peace, Steve Strode, who was rear-ended on the Dan Ryan. When he got out of the car, he was beaten to death. He happens to be not Caucasian, and it wasn't mentioned. One thing that was mentioned that I found sickening, but I don't think it got enough attention, was this. Robin, Liz, I spoke with Austin McAllister's family today. They are just completely devastated. The 38-year-old was killed here New Year's Eve night while working as a bouncer at the Lion's Den Hookah Lounge, just trying to make an honest living. Uh, We try to hold it together and stay strong. In heart-wrenching tears, the family of 38-year-old Austin McAllister spent the first day of 2023 mourning the loss of their beloved brother, a veteran, personal trainer, and loving father of six. He got hurt in Iraq to come home to Chicago and be killed because he turned a patron away from the hookah lounge. He wasn't out there partying. He wasn't drinking. He was out there working. Austin was working as a bouncer at the Lion's Den Hookah Lounge New Year's Eve night when Chicago police say a suspect tried to force his way into the bar with a gun around 1.30 a.m. 
there was an exchange of gunfire. Austin was shot multiple times and later died at the hospital. He was just an amazing person to me. He was my hero, uh, somebody I spent a lot of time with, um, somebody who um, really uh, gave me strength. And it- As the city becomes just one giant ghetto sewer, the names are irrelevant. They're passerbys, they're fillers on news stations. The vice president of the country who got there because she slept with a politically connected California mafia member by the name of Willie Brown. Sweet Willie Brown. You don't want to know why they call him sweet. She was in Chicago yesterday. Did she mention any of the atrocities as a once great city devolves into a third world ghetto sewer? Vice President Kamala Harris made a stop here in Chicago today, bringing with her federal funding for a major project on the city's southeast side. Let's go to WGN political reporter tomorrow. Is the major project to break the back of the street gangs that are controlling neighborhoods and killing innocent people, that are running the city, that are delivering fentanyl, which has killed twice the amount of Americans in one year than we lost in Vietnam. Is that what the dimwit is doing? Bradley, he's in the newsroom now with more. Tomorrow. Ben and Lourdes, good afternoon. The president, vice president, and secretary of transportation each made stops highlighting investments in bridges. Joe Biden went to Kentucky. Bridges? Bridges? You think they need a bridge? Stupid? I understand you spent your quality years on your back counting ceiling tile. That's why you're the vice president. But we don't need bridges, dummy. We need law. We need enforcement of law. We need a safe society. That's what we pay you idiots for. You're going to make a nice speech about another exit ramp like the Jane Byrne that cost more money than the Hoover Dam and took twice as long, you imbecile. Buttigieg visited Connecticut. I correct myself three times as long as the Hoover fracking dam, an exit ramp. How much money will be stolen in the bridge? And Kamala Harris came here to Crawley's Yacht Yard in Ooh, Chicago. A yacht yard. Today on a How many yachts are in Calumet City? And if you have a yacht in Calumet City, is it paid for? Wet, blustery, overcast afternoon along the Calumet River on Chicago's southeast side. Vice President Kamala Harris. You know, normally when she hears music, she takes her clothes off and gets on a table. At a celebration. The largest investment in our roads and bridges in 70 years of America's history. And the step and fetch Democrats will continue to vote for this, even though they know it's a payoff to their campaign contributors. They know it is. And they so desperately want in the mafia, they're willing to tolerate no matter what it gets, no matter what it delivers no matter how bad the quality of life. This is how you backdoor Soviet an entire society. Chicago is set to get $144 million in grant funds under... No, no, no. The Chicago citizens won't. The Chicago mafia will. And you'll be left in the ghetto. Is that the end of the show, Squirrel? Damn it, this went fast. Can I take another hour from Hannity? Oh, I already did. I'll be back in 21. Just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.